Welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. This is your co-host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, the Puma, and the Pro Football Radio Senior Contributor, Eric Burgess, a.k.a. The Burge. Fellas, welcome in Podcast 102. Oh, man, another glorious week of talking about the NFL slate from the week that was, and I mean, we started off the the week with a bang with uh, the greatest play that never was from uh, from the Miami <laughs> Dolphins offensive lineman that caught the screen pass. Which I don't know what's more alarming: the fact that he caught the screen pass uh, to try to get it in for the touchdown, or the fact that he wasn't blocking enough far you know far enough down the field for uh, from you know Miles Gaskin to bring that in for a touchdown, but. I mean, that really just kicked off Bizarro World in the NFL. Like, it's been Bizarro World the last couple of weeks. And uh, I, I really don't – we're going to give you analysis this week. Who knows if it's actually going to pan out with what, you know, it's supposed to be going forward through the slate. Dude, it's been an insane uh, insane couple of weeks. Happy to be back with you guys today mm-hmm. after dealing with my little illness last week. Dude, Puma, do you know in, in Madden, because I, I play a ton of Madden, they created a, like, 94, like, overall card for this for that guy. I think it's really? like Robert Hunt. Robert Hunt. Yes, Bobby Hunt. Bobby Hunt, yes. They made him, they made him a fullback. <laughs> oh, my God. Make fullbacks great again. <laughs> Dude, that play was ridiculous. I They should have given it to him for style points on that. I mean, right? my God, what a, what a play. I mean, I had the Ravens in a teaser leg, and I watched that. I watched about half of my bets go up in smoke because I was heavily invested in teasers with the Baltimore Ravens. But I saw that play; even I couldn't get mad. It's like that—that's—that—that's that, that's fantastic. Like, good for Bobby Hunt. Too bad he wasn't eligible, but you know, I can see the thirty for thirty now. Thirty for thirty, <laughs> the greatest play that never was. The Bobby Hunt story. I love it. Speaking of which, hey, did you guys uh, get to check out the man in the arena at all today that dropped? The Tom Brady uh, not ESPN yet. Plus? Not Dude, yet. I, wa- I watched the first episode of it today. Oh, it was re- it was really good. Jay, you're, you'd love it. Yeah, I've uh, I've thought about this quite a bit, and I'm going to skip it until the wow. um, the offseason. And, and I've got, you know, I don't know if you can tell, Burge, but I've, uh, I've gone to a decent point with the Patriots over the last few days. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I don't know why you guys are laughing, but I, I I feel good. I feel in a really good spot, and I know watching that is just gonna drum up old like bad feelings and just like he should be in a Patriots uniform still and yada yada yada. So I don't I don't want to just pollute my mind with that right now. Um, I'm feeling good about the Patriots. I'm gonna put that off until the off season, and we're just gonna roll forward. Uh, hopefully that makes well, sense. But but the best way I can put this analogy is you know once you see an old ex girlfriend or an old lover. You know, it just it all comes rearing back. So at the moment, we're just gonna put it to the side. You know, great conversation with uh, with Drew Bledsoe, Willie McGinnis, because this one was all about the uh, 2001 team. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you're gonna really enjoy it when you actually get to watch it. Yeah, from what I've heard, the reviews are you know it's it's more of like uh, not just about Brady, it's more of like a team thing. It's about it you know going through the story of that year and how you know everything came to be. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but at this moment, you know we've got bigger fish to fry with the Patriots this season, so <laughs> we're just gonna leave that be. You know. Hey, fair it's, enough. Teach their it's, own. It's called maturity. All right. It's 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 knowing what triggers me and not <laughs> paying attention to that. You know? Why were you so excited that I was going to be back here tonight? Because aren't I a big trigger for you? 
No, Burge, you're part of the... You think you are, but you're just you're just Burge being Burge. I mean, that's just, that's just everybody's innate personality. You're, you're a big part of this podcast, and, and I'm glad you're back. But before all of that, let's before we move on to that, Puma, happy early birthday, brother. Tomorrow, I believe, is your birthday, right? Yes, sir, the big 33. Mm-hmm. Old mm-hmm. man, old yeah, man. No shit. No shit, I looked in the mirror today, I'm seeing more gray hair coming. It's like, fuck, I'm going to be on Just for Men by December. Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Happy well, birthday, man. I'm not far behind you, so. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, and then also, a little, uh, another, other uh, house clearing uh, stuff we got to get to. Puma has picked a college football team, correct? Yes. Ole Miss, hotty toddy, the Rebels, let's go. Lane Kiffin and that sideshow, I'm all for it. Uh, had a great... Great game against Texas A&M on Saturday uh, down at uh, down at the Grove in, in uh, Mississippi, and uh, I mean Jay, we were we were watching the game and, and talking about it, and uh, it was it was great. Uh, the team looks good uh, for, by all accounts, just because I kind of jumped in late in the season. Uh, this defense really wasn't that great by all statistical standards in college, and they really like shut down like the Texas A&M offense, and uh, it was it was a good game. It was a great defensive game on both sides, and. Um, I, I, I'm excited. They're playing Vanderbilt this week. They're 35 and a half point favorites. Not <laughs> betting Vanderbilt. that game at all. But um, I mean, at that point, if I'm going to bet it, I might take the points with Vanderbilt. But no, uh, yeah. let's go Rebs. Yeah. The uh, latest college football playoff rankings came out. And it looks like you guys are ranked 12th now, moving up from 15th, I believe. Um, nice. So those guys are rolling, and you guys are going to get a really big, uh, you know, bowl game. I'm predicting the Sugar Bowl for you guys, uh, which is the New York New York New Year's Eve or New Year's Day um, Super Six Bowl. So that's going to be a big thing for you guys. And you know, the college football in itself is coming to an end. And next week for you guys, you guys are playing your big rivalry game, right? You guys are playing mm-hmm. Mississippi State, um, yep. and most teams like you know, High State will play Michigan, Alabama will play its rival in LSU. Um, so that, that that's the big week next week is a rivalry weekend. And this is generally when I step back a little bit from pro football. And the next couple of weeks is going to be big on Ohio State for me, especially this week with Michigan State, and then next week with Michigan. So it's it's uh, it's the best time of the year for me, man. I'm super excited. Yeah. No, we just got to get Burst to pick a team now, and then we'll be set. <laughs> I'm dug yes. in. I'm dug in. As long as you don't just blindly pick Notre Dame, I don't care what you pick. I blindly pick anybody who beats Notre Dame. So I, I, I share your sentiment about Notre Dame. <laughs> you, you, I tell you what, from knowing you, Burge, and knowing the uh, the amount of pain you suck, I, I think... Wow! <laughs> Wow, I think you right out a, there. I think you Man, perfect... Jay woke up and chose violence. <laughs> I just said, know your tendencies. You would be a great Nick Saban Alabama guy, okay? I mean, he and Belichick well, tied, are, one, are one and the same. You would be a perfect Nick Saban fanatic, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I love the connection there. I think he's, a, he's an outstanding coach. So, I mean... I like when I watch them. I'm usually hoping they win, except unless there's a big, you know, upset, you know, potential out there. Especially in like a national title game, I'll root against them. But yeah. I, I, I can't pick a dog in the fight I, until they expand the playoffs. I know we've talked a lot about this. When they expand the playoffs to include more teams to vie for that national title, I'll probably be able to get more invested in it. 
Okay, okay, all right. All right, well, let's move on to the Week 11 previews. The first game on Thursday Night Football is the New England Patriots coming off of a beatdown of the Cleveland Browns. Final score being 45-7, taking on the Atlanta Falcons, who also got beat down by the Dallas Cowboys. Final score of that game being 43-3. Um, really big game, a lot of excitement in New England building for what this team is. Burge, I know you're excited uh, to get your thoughts out there. So, sir, the floor is yours. We got winning this game. Man, watching that game on Sunday, I, I mean, I, I was confident that the Patriots were going to win. I did not expect them to come out and basically shut down anything that the Browns tried to do outside of the first scripted drive. I remember I was sitting with one of my buddies watching the game. We watched Cleveland just march down the field. We're like, this isn't good. It's a scripted drive, but this is not good. They're running all over you. They're getting everything, you know, they're looking to, to do and it's working to perfection. They didn't do anything else the rest of that game. I mean, Baker Mayfield was awful. They took away the run. The offensive line, outside of one sack, whiff, cut block by Isaiah Wynn. Uh, Miles Garrett was completely shut down in this game. Um, all in all, very, very pleased um, with, with the performance I saw out of them. I mean, uh, I've, always, I've been very apprehensive this year with my expectations for this team, knowing that they're going through a rebuild. But I, I don't think it's it, it's far fetched to say at this stage that they're they're one if not the most complete team in the AFC. They're, they're up there with the Bills. It, I mean, the Ravens laid an egg last week, so it's it's shaping up to be a great second half of the season. Um, obviously, the Falcons got their doors blown off by by Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. That wasn't even a game. That was a great get right game for that Cowboys team after the egg they laid the week before against the Broncos. Um, you know, Thursday night football, I, I, I get very antsy about these games because of the short week. Um, I, I, I like the Patriots to win this game. I do not think it's going to be a pretty game, so don't be surprised if you see a lot of ugly football, especially, you know, both teams, uh, you know, in this game. But I do like the Patriots to get out with a win. I think the spread is Patriots uh, are favored seven. by seven. Yeah. By seven. I do like them to cover that um, and win outright. Um but I'm not going to – you can call this a hedge if you want, but, like, I, I'm, I'm very weary of a trap game mentality for this game. This, this team has been rolling uh, the last month of the season, um, you know, blowing teams out that – I mean, they've been outscoring opponents like crazy, and it seems like the offense is really coming together and starting to click. The defense is clicking. Um, and it just The coaching has been great. I mean, I thought this was McDaniel's best game of the season in terms of the play calling. On offense, he just had the right calls at the right time. There was no plays where I was like, what the heck are you calling that play for? Um, so, you know, I, I'm very wary that this could be a trap game, but I'm going to pick my Patriots to win, you know, cover the seven, win by by 10 points uh, in this game. And uh, the first Parker's pick of the week, he also agrees, go Patriots. Nice. Uh, real quick before, uh, Jay, you, you chime in about the Pats. Um, I, I like New England to win this game, too. I, I mean, I, I thought there was promise. I, I went into uh, the Cleveland game last week thinking that Cleveland would make it a fight. I thought Cleveland was going to win on the road in Foxborough. And there was promise after that first drive. But after that, like, you know, they didn't make any adjustments. Uh, Baker Mayfield got hurt. Not that it really mattered at that point in the game. Uh, really the only bright spot on that offense for Cleveland was to Ernest Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, you look on the other side of the football, uh, the opponent that they're going to be going against, uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, I believe it's at home. Uh, the Falcons, <clears throat> they just got absolutely uh, destroyed on, on uh, the, the 1 o'clock slate by the Dallas Cowboys. Cordero Patterson left the mm -hmm. game with, with a high ankle sprain, I believe. He logged, if they actually had a practice today, it would have been air quote limited. Uh, it's just something to watch. 
So personally, I don't think Cordero Patterson's going to go on Thursday against New England. Uh, so it might be like the Mike Davis, uh, Wayne Gallman show back there in the backfield. Yep. But then again, Arthur Smith really, t- in my eyes, has just shown me that he's been in over his head this year in his rookie head coaching campaign. I think Bill Belichick's going to find a way to get Kyle Pitts out of the out of the game plan for for Atlanta and make Matt Ryan just try to win the game with Russell Gage and a, a, another wide receiver who I'm not even going to pr- try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> I believe it starts with an O. Uh, so you, you can look it up on your rosters, but. Um, I like New England to win here. Again, it's a Thursday night game. These things get weird as if it's not a weird enough season. I do like Atlanta to keep it close. I do think they cover the seven. You know, believe it or not, going into the Dallas game, Matt Ryan has been playing a pretty decent level of football this year. And they do have, in my opinion, one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL and especially an up-and-coming cornerback in the NFL in A.J. Terrell. Um Again, I think it was just a bad spot against Dallas. It, it was just what the doctor ordered for the Cowboys. It's a weird slate. It's a Thursday game. I like Atlanta to keep it close and cover the seven. Yeah, listen, I think we're all in the same boat here. I think the New England Patriots are going to go in there and steamroll the Falcons. Um, this could get ugly, truthfully. The Falcons are, are playing some pretty bad football right now. And uh, at the end of that game against the Cowboys, they actually have to bench uh, Matt Ryan. Coupled out with the fact that they're playing a, a top five defense by most stats for, for the Patriots, um, I think we're looking in for, for a long, long day. And if you look at the stats for the Falcons themselves, like across the board, whether it's like yards per game, points, whatever it is, generally speaking, they're around 22 to 26 um, in the league. So I, I expect a, a big time performance from the, from the Patriots defense who's been playing great the last few weeks. But overall, I, I'm really excited about where this Patriots team is. Um, they show me something that I haven't seen in a long time for them for the last two years, um, truthfully. That defense is playing really well. The running attack is doing really well. The offensive line seems to have stabilized. And Mac Jones himself, you know, has shown me something that I didn't think he could show me. So, you know, we're the, the hype train for the Patriots ha- has taken off. And deservedly so at this moment because they're playing some really good football. Looking down the schedule, I you know, I pitched the idea to you guys that, you know, I don't see them losing more than one game for the rest of the year. They're going to split that series against with the Bills, um, and they'll probably lose the game up in Buffalo. Um, but besides that, I don't see the Jaguars beating the Patriots or the, or the who else is it? The Colts or the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Even the Titans, Titans, I think without Derrick Henry, I think Bill Belichick is going to be able to neutralize Ryan Tannehill, who I don't have much respect for. And, and I think we're looking at a 11-12 win Patriot team that's really rounding into form right now and going to be a, a serious player when it comes to the playoffs. Now, are they going to be, you know, super contenders? I don't know about that. We'll have more information on that as we as the season goes along. And if we see Mac Jones progresses and plays well against the Titans, and especially the Bills, I really want to see how they play against those games, against those uh, those guys. But right now, I'm in a really good spot with the Patriots. Took a long time. I've been very hard on the Patriots for the last 18 months. But at the moment, I, I am over the moon with what I've seen. And I think I think we're about to go on a, on a really good roll here. And I feel bad for the Falcons, truthfully, no lie. I mean, uh, Josh Rosen is probably going to be playing at some point for Matt Ryan because they're going to suck so bad, like he did against the Cowboys. And uh, I think it's going to be a blowout on on, uh, on Thursday night. Oh man, I don't know, man. This year, this year, the NFL, bro. Uh, I I I am I'm not penciling any wins, but I am with you guys. I think I think New England wins this game, but. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a close one. I, I don't think it's going to be a steamrolling. 
<laughs> that throw, that throw by Mac Jones to Kendrick Bourne for the touchdown uh, on Sunday was by far the best throw of, of his season. That was just an amazing, just bullet right in between two defenders. Put it only where Bourne could go up and get it. I mean, that was at that point I was like, wow, like th- this is for real, and like we're really seeing something unfold here. And you know, I kind of. You know, to your point, Jay, about them being Super Bowl contenders, uh, like you, I'm, I'm not even close to that point yet. I want to see how they play against the Titans and against the Bills. Those are going to be the real measuring sticks of of this team. And, you know, given that the Titans lost Derrick Henry and they still were able to go out, beat the Rams, uh, yeah. you know, they hung on, they hung on, um, you know, this past week against the Saints. But, um, you know, you got to give them their credit. They're the top dog in the AFC right now. And, you know, going into that game, that's going to be the real test for this team. Um, I'm looking forward to the Buffalo game because uh, the day after Christmas, I got I scored myself a couple of tickets to go to that game. So I'm really excited to, to chirp Josh Allen from the 300 section on uh, on that game. Nice. A liquor up, Burge. Can't you're wait. the xylophone, man. The vuvuzela. <laughs> <laughs> But no, listen, uh, I think right now, the only team that really scares me in the AFC, truthfully, it's for some reason the Chiefs are back all of a sudden. Yep, <laughs> it took, yep. took one game and it looks like those guys are back. And, and the Bills. Uh, I know a lot of New England people don't have much um, respect for the Bills, but I, I think those two teams are the ones that scare me the most. I've, I've never been a big fan of Ryan Tannehill. That's just who I am. It's my own prejudice probably from the years I've seen him play in Miami. But I think we're going to be able to beat those guys. And it really is going to come down to the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. But who's to say, man? Like, at the end of the day, who scares you in the AFC, right? I mean, you've got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens who are up and down. You've got the Chargers who seem to be falling off a cliff now. You've got the Bengals who thought were World Beer a couple of weeks ago, and now they're not. And then the Browns. They laid an egg up in New England. So I've never seen the AFC this wide open. I, I was think, trying to think back when it was this wide open, and it probably was before the Brady era because I started mm-hmm. watching football around, you know, 99 when I was, you know, like eight years old or whatever. And at that point, it was all about Manning and, you know, Brady. And then obviously Ben Roethlisberger came in the picture. And those three guys kind of dominated the AFC for a long time until Patrick Mahomes came along. This is the first year in forever that I think it's really just, all right, well, we'll get into the playoffs and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I t- totally agree with you. Like like you said about the Chiefs, it seems that the Raiders let them get right back on track Sunday night uh, this week. Uh, they're a team that if they get hot at the right time, look out. Because, I mean, out of all the playoff quarterbacks in the in the AFC right now, he's the, Mahomes is the only one that's proven to be, you know, elite in the, in the, in the playoffs. The, the rest of the guys are, you know, Josh Allen's dabbled in it. Lamar Jackson has, has always puked on himself in the big stage. Um, you know, who else? I mean, Justin Herbert, you know, you don't really have that, like, 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 like you said, Jay, that big Ben, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Brady, you know, I, I think it was like over the last 20 years, up to a certain point, a couple of years ago that it was either Brady Manning or Roethlisberger in the, a, representing the AFC in the, in the, uh, in the Super Bowl outside of like one or two years over the course of like a 20 year period. So it's definitely not like that now. And it's, I think it's great for the game. I think it's great for mm-hmm. the NFL for it to be this this wide open because it's going to create some great, great matchups down the stretch. The only thing I'm concerned about, and this is where I think the Patriots, this is where it becomes more imperative for them to beat the Bills, is right now the way it's shaken out, if the Bills win the AFC uh, uh, East, we're probably going to get the sixth seed. 
uh, or or the the fifth seed. And at that point, the Chiefs looks like they're gonna end up being the fourth seed. And if you get that four five Patriots versus Chiefs first round matchup. That's obviously not going to play well in our favor, right? I mean, that that that's something that that could be the worst case scenario for us. Um, so I think it's uh, it's going to become very imperative to see how it shakes out over the next three four weeks, and maybe getting a couple of wins on the Buffalo Bills might become a necess- necessity over just you know luxury at that point. I I definitely agree that they need to to to, to make a play for the division here. Uh, with that being said, with when the Patriots play the Chiefs, they always find a way to keep those games close long enough to, to, you know, to make some noise. So the way they game plan against against the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, and, and uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill, they're going to be in that game. But, like, yeah, like you said, I, I just I wouldn't feel great having to play them, especially in the first round of the playoffs on the yeah. road. I mean, the rest of it, I'm you know, not scared of the Colts, the Raiders, the Steelers. I mean, look at these teams. They're all just, like, 500. So, uh, it's I'm excited, man. Uh, I haven't felt about about this about the Patriots in a long time, um, and I'm I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what happens in the next couple weeks, man. Uh, yeah, my prediction is that we're gonna lose one more game, and that's the the Buffalo Bills game, and that's it. Uh, it's a pretty good prediction. Very well could happen. I mean, I'd like to see them go up there. I mean, they, they last, last year they went up there with Cam Newton, were a fumble away from beating the Bills up there last year with that team. So who who the hell knows? Who the hell knows what they're what, what's going to come, but like you, I don't think they're going to they're going to run the table. I think that's asking way too much. I think they're due for a dud uh, somewhere in you know the next month and a half. So you know we'll see. It's like you like you. I'm extremely excited to you know be playing winning football you know in November December. Look at that. We can agree on some things. Yeah, wow. we can agree if, if this if this continues that way and your record comes out and watch out. Bill Belichick's going to be a finalist for coach of the year. Hey, if he's a coach of the year, then he's a coach of the year. I'll give him his props, man. I have absolutely no issues giving people props if they produce on the field. It's going to pain you, though. No. No, Anywho. <laughs> to the next game before my laptop dies. I know, right? I know. Wait a nip in the butt, Puma, because I had a couple of things to say on that. All right. We'll move on. <laughs> Let's move on to the 7-2 Dallas Cowboys taking on the 6-5 Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, both teams are coming off of, you know, dynamite blowout wins uh, against their respective opponents in Week 10. Um, the Chiefs themselves, looks like they're running back into shape and looking like they're going to be an AFC juggernaut. Uh, so with that being said, uh, Burge, I'm going to start with you. Who do you got winning between this Cowboys and Chiefs game? Yeah, it's definitely scary to see the Chiefs uh, rounding in the form like we just talked about. Um, you know, both had get-right games this week. Dallas stomp Atlanta like we talked about. Uh, I, I have the Cowboys, you know, get, uh, winning this game, cover, uh, you know, even getting the two and a half points. I have them winning outright. Um, I, I, I want to say until Kansas City's defense stops a f- real formidable offensive attack, I have no faith in their defense. Um, they're going to be facing probably one of the best offenses that they've played all year uh, with, you know, with the Cowboys. And I, I, I like them to come out here and, and win. But if, you know, the Chiefs end up winning. Look out, because that conversation is going to you going to be going up through the roof too. Um, yeah, I give me the Cowboys getting the two and a half, and uh, Parker agrees. Oh, yeah. Who did Parker pick for the uh, for the first game? He picked the Pats. Okay, cool. All right, go ahead. Clean sweep across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this one this one's hard to pick because they're both they're both prolific offenses. We saw in front of our eyes on Sunday night, uh, you know, like the the epitome of the Undertaker gift popping out of the casket with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I, I was 
personally pissed uh, that the Raiders didn't show up. Uh, thank you, Deshaun Jackson, for putting that nail in the coffin. Wow, what a bad on, play. On, on Sunday night. Uh, but this is what Deshaun Jackson does. So you can go back through his entire career, mm-hmm. and he's had at least one bonehead play uh, per season uh, with something like this. But, I mean, I, I, I do like Dallas in this game. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game just because both defenses, the Chiefs, they, they really haven't shown enough to really stop a prolific offense. But, Burge, like we talked about this on episode 100, the, the trade deadline episode, uh, getting uh, Melvin Ingram on that defensive line I think is going to solidify things. Chris Jones gets to move inside in a more natural position. He did uh, put pressure on Derek Carr last week, and I think that's going to be the blueprint, uh, blueprint moving forward is to just generate pressure on the uh, on the defensive line, which you know obviously is the blueprint for every defense. But when you have a guy that's been playing out of position for so long, now you get to kick him back inside. That's going to be a huge boost on that defense. Um, Dallas defense, you know, we all love um, Trayvon Diggs and everything he does, but he is a gambling cornerback. He will try to jump every route uh, possible. And if you roll the dice too many times against Kansas City, they're going to make you pay. And, you know, I think the too high safety shell coverage, I I think that's going to start coming to an end because we did see Pat Mahomes try to start taking things Mm -hmm. underneath. He did leave a couple of wide open looks on the table against the Raiders. Um, but I do like this. Uh, I lean towards Dallas right now. The spreads at two and a half. Um, I think it's going to get to three. If it, if it gets to three, I'm going to hammer Dallas if I'm betting this game. Um, but uh, give me Dallas to win outright. And I do think they cover. It's going to be a rough environment. It's going to be on the road in Arrowhead. That place is going to be rocking. It's probably going to be cold out there now, now that we're getting into November. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I do I do have Dallas winning this game. Yeah, Puma, I got uh, Chiefs winning this game, and mostly because of what you said there, because as you watch that Raiders game, you saw Pat Mahomes kind of take the check down, check down, check down. Seems like he was learning on the fly. And then eventually, the Raiders started to bring a safety down to stop that underneath game, and that's where Pat Mahomes started going deep downfield and get those big plays. As you see, the game went on. The second half, they scored 10 and 14 points, and it seemed to get stronger as the game went on. And I think that that's a big-time you know, learning, growing moment for Pat Mahomes where he'll essentially figure out that you don't got to go take that 60-yard bomb every single play. Eventually, if you nickel and dime him and you know, do the whole check-down Charlie thing for most of the game, you're going to force the defense to come down, bring a safety down, and then everything opens up behind that so i've got the chiefs winning it's gonna be a close game it's gonna be a great game actually to watch this one uh probably uh, the most anticipated game for me of that uh, week 11 slate um i think the cowboys you know are for real uh, when's the last time we've, we've said that uh, we thought it was all going to come off the reels against the broncos which is kind of did and we wanted to see how they would bounce back uh, they came out firing it, it was basically over by halftime they scored 29 points in the in the second quarter alone so the Cowboys are legit, and uh, the Chiefs are legit. Looks like they're running back in the form, but giving the Chiefs on this night because I think Pat Mahomes is progressing as a passer. Now, Burge, I'm sorry. Did Parker take Dallas too? He did. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, basically, yep. everybody, everybody's on Dallas's train except for me. Right, but enjoy I think public-wise, I think I think public-wise, I think uh, Kansas City is going to be a very, very public team this weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Puma, are you going to bet this game? 
Uh, yeah, if it at two and a half, if if I had to bet this and it stays at two and a half, I'd probably bet Kansas City. Uh, if it gets to three, which I do think it's going to get to three at some point, uh, I would I would jump on Dallas in a cocaine heartbeat if it got to Dallas plus three. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, as, as much shit as we give the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They've played decent the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, obviously it's nothing to write home to, but they held the Raiders to 14 points. They held uh, the Packers to seven. Obviously, Jordan Love was there. Um, and then the Giants was uh, 17 points. Um, and then, what, four weeks ago, they held the Washington football team to 13. So, you know, it could be a little premature, but maybe you're starting to see some signs of life out of that, uh, out of that Chiefs defense as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right, let's move on to the five and five Indianapolis Colts taking on the uh, six and three Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills are coming off a win against the Jets, but we don't count that because the Jets are just so freaking bad. Man, that Mike That's White awful. train, that Mike White <laughs> wet that, dream came went, to uh, came to a crashing end uh, <laughs> on Sunday. That came to a screeching halt, didn't it? And then uh, the Indianapolis Colts are coming off of a 23-17 win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, which at one point the Jags had a real shot to win this game. So, mm-hmm. Puma, I'll turn the, uh, the floor over to you, sir. Uh, who you got to win this game? I'm going to go I'm gonna go Buffalo here. Uh, we, we've seen over the course of the season, Buffalo's offense really hasn't looked like the prolific offense that we saw last year. Uh, you know, last season, Allen and Stephon Diggs were probably like the best one-two connection in all of football. They've been kind of off and on this year. But uh, I think the Jets was kind of just, you know, like with Kansas City against the Raiders and Dallas against the Falcons. I think this was kind of what the doctor ordered uh, to try to get this offense going and firing on all cylinders. You'd like to see them maybe run a little bit more just to try to take the heat off of Josh Allen, not having them huck it, you know, 45 times a game. Um, but I, I do like that uh, the Buffalo Bills here um, at home. It's you know November in, in Buffalo. You know you, you, it, it it is real. Like a bunch of you know you have a bunch of teams uh, that play in domes are going to be going on the road now, and it's going to be starting to get cold. And you know who knows? It's November. You might get lake effect snow up in Buffalo. We saw that in Green Bay against uh, the Seattle Seahawks a little bit last week. And you know I, I love Carson Wentz. You guys know that. I, I love Frank Reich. I, I think that I think Frank Reich has really thrown. Um, Carson Wentz into a Lazarus pit to resurrect his career. But, you know, this offense is going through Jonathan Taylor, which is fine. They want to establish the run. They want to pound the rock. The thing that gives me pause is the Jets game, and then we saw it with Jacksonville. This defense for the Indianapolis Colts can be had. I mean, if you just looked at box score alone against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you would have thought it was kind of like a cakewalk. It really wasn't. Like, the the Indianapolis Colts had to kind of kick out a two a few times uh, to get off of the mat against uh, a resurgent, you know, James Robinson and even Trevor Lawrence at times. And the Jacksonville Jaguars defense was kind of better than I think a lot of people were expecting going into that game against the Colts. Um, I do like Buffalo. They're laying seven. I think it's a little bit of a big number, but I'm going to lay the wood with Buffalo at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and Burge, before before you go, I want to uh, check on something with, with Puma. Puma, you watch the, the Bills, and you know you kind of follow them as a team. Um, if you had to guess, why is it that the Buffalo Bills offense isn't in sync this year? What do you think it is? Is it just simply they're off, they're waiting for the playoffs? What do you think it is that that hasn't got those guys clicking all cylinders for all, you know, whatever 10 weeks it is now? I think it's a I think it's a mix of they just they've been off and this is a league that's going to catch up to you eventually. So I think that has a lot to do with it. 
But, I mean, we saw that against the Steelers the first week, and then we saw that against Jacksonville. I think a couple of times this year they've been specifically week one. They were drinking their own Kool-Aid, and it was their first home game in front of fans in about a year and a half almost. Mm -hmm. And then against Jacksonville, I think they just thought they could roll the footballs out there and just win by just showing up. And, you know, this league is just insane uh, with, you know, any literally the phrase, any given Sunday has applied this season and I think that was the true wake-up call they were you know a top two seed at that point now they're kind of middle of the pack in the AFC and they they have to get their shit together if they want to potentially have a, a game go through Buffalo this year so I think it's just a mix of drinking their own Kool-Aid and just you know rolling the footballs out there not playing up to the competition yeah, I mean, like just to touch on that real quick, I I think their lack of balance on offense is really catching up to them. They really have not had much of a running game all year. Um, you know, Singletary and Moss. I think Zach Moss has been dinged up a lot uh, over the course of this year, and I think I think Josh Allen is just trying to do too much. Um, you know, obviously there's multiple weeks where he is their team's leading rusher, um, and that's not a recipe for success in the league because teams are going to catch up to that. So I, I think that's part of the reason why we've seen them kind of come back down to earth. We'll say I did I did kind of see this in the offseason. I'm uh, just going to say, you know, but, you know. <laughs> what, did you, what did you see? Expand on that. I told you. I told you there was going to be a regression from that team. Hmm. They, that they and were not going to be the top dog that everybody said they were going to be. Yeah, and you pinned that directly on, on Josh Allen, correct? Most of it, yes. Okay. But I think I think I think as as the season has played out, um, you know, the coaching hasn't been all that great. Obviously, the lack of the running game is front and center on that. I think that that is uh, that's a big deal. I mean, we saw that with a lot of the Patriots teams, you know, in the middle of the run where they were, you know, because they had Brady, they were able to mask a lot of their issues. But they there were times when they got very unbalanced and they had no running game. It was all on Brady, and there's a reason those teams didn't go anywhere, uh, you know, in in the in the playoffs. So. Anyways, getting into this game, um, you obviously know where I'm leaning on this one. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Colts to win this game. I, you know, I look back to, you know, obviously the defense is not the same defense it was last year. Like, like you said, Puma, the defense definitely can be had. Um, you know, just, just evident just last week with, with how, uh, how Jacksonville had a chance to win that game. Um, but, I, like uh, Puma, I'm on the Frank Reich train. I really, I really am, am, am liking what he's doing there in Indianapolis. I think that, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is really showing something this year outside of a couple of really bad throws against the Titans. I, he, 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 he's protecting the ball, and obviously Jonathan Taylor is probably the best running back, one of the best running backs in the league right now. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I like, I like the, the Colts to win this game. The seven points is a little high. I'm going to – like you, I'm wow. going to lay my wood on this. I'm going to tell them – I'm going to say that they're going to win. Um plus seven, getting the seven points, but they're going to win outright here too. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Still getting over that cold a little bit. Um, the Bills were Parker's pick though, and I was insanely disappointed. He had a really hard time. He had a really House hard divided. time picking this one. House oh, man, you almost, you almost put the little guy up for adoption. <laughs> put him outside. Put the little guy outside. He can sleep outside tonight. <laughs> he, he, got over, he got over to both of them, and he – was messing around, slapping both of them, and then he ended up picking up the Bills one. And I was sitting there with Chantal. I was like, "No!" <laughs> but he has the Bills. The I have the Colts. You look over all to Chantal. Is this even my baby? <laughs> this is not my son. It's the mailman. Next thing you know, you guys are on Maury. <laughs> yeah, right. 
The lie detector proved that that is a lie. <laughs> um, listen, I got the Bills winning this game as well. And Puma, I'm a, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned about the Bills and who they are. Obviously, I understand they beat down the Jets, but everybody beats down the Jets. And, you know, I, I, I think that... You know, what was seemed as an easy schedule for the Bills could somewhat unravel down the stretch. Um, you know, you got some of these games coming up now. You've got the Saints on Thursday Night Football. You've got the Patriots, which is a game all of a sudden that is an easy win. You've got the Buccaneers. Um, you know, so I, I'm i a little concerned for the Bills, and I've been waiting all year long for them to get right. Um, but it seems like it's just taking forever. And I don't know if that's like a like a fundamental issue on on what their offense is doing, or if it's like you know a Josh Allen issue, if it's a coaching issue. I don't watch them enough to know all those details, but you know it's going to be imperative for them to win this game against the Colts because it's it's like I said, it's not going to get easier. Uh, that Buccaneers game in December is going to be a big one as well. So I got the big, the Bills winning, but I'm not very confident in that right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, uh, if you have to predict for the next couple of weeks, where do you think they end up in the playoff picture? Are they going to get the number one overall seed? Is it, do the Titans got that locked up? Where do you think this is going to pan out for the next six, seven weeks for your boys? Oh, God. At this rate, I don't think anyone has anything locked up here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they do stand a puncher's chance to, to get the first overall seed, get that crucial bye week. Um, but, I mean, th- this is going to be probably the air quote, the easiest game on the schedule because we've seen new england start to find their form uh like they always do around this time of the year um you know you you have a dolphins team that could play spoiler with the way that defense has been playing the last couple of weeks dude who knows realistically i wouldn't be surprised if they found their way to end the season as like maybe the three or four seed in the afc that's just me being realistic here but uh, with how this year's gone, I think they do have a puncher's chance to getting the bye and have the playoffs go through uh, through uh, Orchard Park. Do you think there's any chance they 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 give up the division? Uh, no, I don't think so. I th- I think they're going to win both games against New England. Both games. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very confident in those boys, huh? Yep. Okay. Because again, like my my take about what what they've looked like this year, I just don't think the the Steelers game aside, I think that was just them drinking their own Kool Aid going into the season. The Jacksonville game, I just I don't think they were playing up to their competition. They 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 know they're looking across you know the the ten yards in the in the dueling lane against the AFC East right now, and right now like the the Pats are resurging. So I think they're going to step up the competition and the intensity in both games and. I think they're going to play to the right level that they should, and uh, I think they're going to come away with uh, with wins in both games. Mm. You hear that? He said both wins, Burge. Both. Sometimes you got to put your balls on the line. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to have a stance, right? A real scared stance. money <laughs> don't make money. Scared money <laughs> don't make money. Well, better than putting that money on the line and losing it. So. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, man, I can't. I can't wait for that. Uh, that Bills uh, P- uh, Patriots game on Monday Night Football. That, that's going to be massive. Oof. That's Real quick, hey, hey, Puma, our bet, our bet could, uh, could is still in play here. Oh, you already conceded. You already it, gave so it let's, up. Let's not, no, let's, not, be, let's not be, in, let's no, not be an Indian over here. Stop. You conceded it. Hold on, I conceded it, but I never paid. Oh my so god! Oh, here we go. Yet. On, on a technicality. Well, if you you better pay because if you know what happens, you know what happens to you know character gets the question. If you make a bet, you welch. But, all right, but, yeah. you but what happens if it, 
What happens if it turns around here? You conceded. There, you, you conceded. It can turn around all you want. <laughs> okay. You conceded. Let's not go Al Gore, George Bush here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, fine, fine. If you're gonna if you're gonna hold me to that, I'll pay up, but I'll still be the one slamming you if I'm right. So it's all good. Whatever. You you made a bet. You conceded. You cashed out. Bring it in. Bring it here. $25. I, I, I can see Bridge running bottle. for local office and the night before the election is supposed to be kind of conceded. Next day he wakes up. Nah, cheer on mine. I'm still in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all it's all there to 